Yeah. Yeah. Hi guys, and uh, welcome back to the podcast. It's episode sixteen. I think it is episode sixteen. I just guessed. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm joined by uh, Matt and Mahos uh, this week, and we got a special guest. But I'll let Matt introduce him. Uh, how are you guys getting on, Mahos? How are you getting on? Hey, George. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, it's been, been alright. Um, I'm finally done with all the exams and stuff, so Good. and just uh, sit back and relax a little bit and uh, see what the next move is going to be. You know, obviously, yeah. we are on the kind of post-lockdown era and everything is trying to phase in back into normality, you know, and it's not the easiest bit I think we're going through at the moment either. All right, you can get to the pub on Saturday, so you're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was a long uh, anticipated, I guess, by many people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, to be honest, I enjoy outdoors more. I, I like parks as well, just chilling, so... <laughs> I'm just joking, don't worry. I haven't, I haven't missed the pub so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about you, man? How's your yeah. uh, model trendset? We, didn't, we haven't talked about that for a while. No, I, I kind of gave up on it. I started learning okay. bo- boogie woogie piano instead. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so I've just been practicing my left hand rhythms. Um, yeah, cool. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Just um, good. Yeah, just out cycling a lot and and keeping active and yeah, the well, usual. Good. Very good. Yeah. So well, um, yeah. Today, we, as George said earlier, we have uh, a very special guest. We have a, a gentleman called Michael Payne, the British rapper. Welcome, Michael Payne. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's uh, great to have you on, mate. Yeah, likewise. It's great to be on with a really with a really kind of British greeting as well. What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Well, yeah, well, we, we met um, back in 2015 uh, in the yeah. film Alley Cats. Yes. Yeah. So the Alley Cat, for those that might not know about Alley Cats. Alley Cats was a British film. I think John Hanna was in it. Um, Michael Payne, of course. Um, Eleanor, I can't remember, Tomlinson, I think. Um, but it was basically about a group of couriers and, uh, yeah, it, it it was good fun. We, we had a lot of fun filming, didn't we? we, we did. a lot of um, A lot of blazing, they would say. Blazing <laughs> <laughs> in both senses of the word as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun. So, well, first question I have is: I know I know you're a London boy, but where where in London did you grow up? It was East London, wasn't it? Yeah, well, North London, technically, you know, uh, Hackney. A lot of people think that um, Hackney is strictly East London, isn't it? But you've got Hoxton, which is Hackney, which is N1. You've got Stoke Newington, N16. And you've got Finsbury Park, which is N4. And I grew up in Stoke Newington and then the kind of Hoxton end of Hackney. So you had like Essex Road, literally, you know, a few hundred metres away. But then you had Dalston right around the corner. Um, So it was there was this kind of like, especially growing up in my more sort of formative years, there was a bit of a a clash of cultures, if you like. You had Hackney, you had the kind of rude boys. But then you had the Islington boys as well, and they were like the Cockneys. And but then it, it was all, it was all, it was just it, like I said, it was like street culture, but like mesh. The, the the kind of the kind of street culture that you you can only really get on the border of Hackney and Islington. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I've been in London a 
time and um you know it's obviously it's changed it's a lot more gentrified now the these areas mm. um but I, I know when you were growing up it was pretty tasty around there wasn't it yeah it could get so man um not gonna lie but it was it was it was uh it was home and it was life and it was beautiful at the same time you know what i mean yeah that's it we're always where you grow up you never really kind of realize the environment you're living until you leave it really yeah this is um, true or until it changes that's it that's it so i'm i'm interested how how you uh how you found yourself in with music and and how you how you chose that path oh that was that was all the, all those kind of choices musically that the earliest ones were kind of i didn't know it then but they were they were informed I'd say greatly by my uh, older sister. She got me into she got me into loving rap music. But even before I kind of plucked up the courage to like rap publicly, I was always writing poetry and stuff like that anyway. So the wordplay and the like the love of words came way before the love of or the desire to be a musician. If you if you like, if you uh, get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, anyone that follows um, Michael on Instagram will know he loves the wordplay. And right. obviously the chats we've had as well in the past, you, you've told me about it. So it, it, it's, um, I guess, was it literate? Was it sort of literature that kind of first, I'm, I'm kind of yeah, interested I'm how like, you sort of took that, that step towards going down the artistic route. Definitely, yeah. Poetry, poetry and prose in equal measure. Poetry, well, I'd say poetry more, but but you're right, like just literature in general. So reading interesting novels, just anyone who, who, who interested me when, who kept me engaged with their creative writing, I was interested in, you know? Um, a lot of it came from what I was being taught at school. Um, a lot of it came from what I was reading in my spare time. My, my parents, like growing up, um, they were quite, they were, they were quite strict in the sense that education came first. So. There was always stuff to read, you know. Um, and I remember I grew up in an era before computers, before personal computers and stuff. So enjoyment came from either TV or a book, you know. So That's um, it. yeah, so I, I guess kind of going forward and 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 being in, and like wanting to be like my older sister, I developed through osmosis, like her taste, because she was my older sibling and I didn't have an older brother. So mm. everything she did impressed me and I wanted to do. So when she started listening to rap and R&B and Jungle at the time and, and shit like that. Sorry, am I, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when she started listening to all of that, I started listening to all of that, you know what I mean? And then it just became you know, it just be music. Music is just so beautiful because it just becomes a part of you. Yeah. Even though it's kind of so independent from you, it becomes a part of you. If you, I'm sure you, you you'll all understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, no. definitely, definitely. But like, I think, you know, you all. I, I I don't want to kiss your ass, but I mean, the thing is, you're a wordsmith, man. And the <clears> thing is, you know, what what you say, and and the power in what you say. Is, is what I love because a lot of the time, I think if I'm really honest, a lot of the sounds that come out of people's mouths to accompany music generally is just hot air. 
Really? So it's it's nice it's nice when people are willing to you know to to tackle um, topics that you know that that that, that is essentially you need a, a particular level of skill of writing or wordsmanship to be able to to get your point across. Yeah, um, I think that, I think if that's what you want to do, you know, I think I think I, I've always I used to be a bit of I had a phase listening to music where I'm not going to lie I was a bit of a uh, a lyrical snob if you like do you know what I mean yeah like everything everything that someone said had to be so profound and and then I thought you know what fuck that man like if you're not on the levels of like cannabis or Lupe Fiasco or Eminem that lyrical and then I don't want to hear it but then I thought Rap wasn't even kind of made for that. Rap was just made for vibes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that I I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is horses for courses, isn't it? Sometimes you want to listen to some ignorant shit that's of like pretty much no value. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean. I, I agree, but I'm gonna say though, right now, like I think we've kind of reached a point where people need to begin to speak up, and I think the power of of words. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, obviously now we, we've reached a point with society and where we're at where I think words, words will begin to become more prevalent. But 100%, like music can touch you on so many different levels. It can be the mm. melody, the, the feeling, the exactly. words. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? It's the beauty but, of music. Exactly. exactly. The, the, the lyricist could be saying very little, but if the song bangs, the song bangs. If the tune, exactly. <laughs> the tune are making you feel good, then yeah. I always think, who am I to tell a man or a yeah. woman, rah, you shouldn't be enjoying that. Who? How do I know what part of it they're enjoying? Sometimes when you're on the rollers before a race, you just got to have some uh, tunes on. Uh, they're, they're probably sing. They're probably just chatting about their their girl, what they've had for dinner, and uh, <laughs> what they've uh, had for breakfast. But like, the, the, it's got a mad beat, so you can actually warm yeah. up to it and. Uh, yeah, piss Matt off as well because he doesn't like a lot of tunes. Yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> so it's, it's all right. I like, I like your music. It's all right. <laughs> Thank. It's actually a, like a, a massive compliment when um when an old man likes an old man. So when people who don't like a lot of things, or or who when people who are vocal about the fact that they don't like a lot of things when people like that like my music it's actually a re it's well obvious for obvious reasons it's a big compliment you know but i just i like the fact that you're getting that you're not willing to meet your words and you know no, you do you know what i mean and that that's yeah. that because a lot of i think a lot of people are, are careerists you, mm. you get what i mean yeah um, absolutely. but you know but that's an, that's another another thing but yeah well no yeah man like that's super interesting. Yeah, what? When did you get into fixed gear bikes? And uh, yeah, like, cause you you ride them all the time, right? Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't ride nearly as much as I used to. Okay. Right now, in fact, right now I'm sitting in my girlfriend's house in Fulham, and Fulham, all Fulham exactly. But I haven't gone Fulham. But like, all <laughs> all my bikes are in uh, are under my parents in Hackney. Oh, okay. Uh, just before lockdown, I um, moved out of my flat in Hackney, moved a lot of my stuff into storage. Yeah. And um, and then 
basically I've been living at my girl's since, but my bikes were one of the things that I put away, but not, not in the storage facility, just, just at my parents. But then because of lockdown, because my parents are quite vulnerable, I wanted to avoid them. Yeah. yeah. So I how have you been access. getting around? Um, public transport or running. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Literally it. Um, but the only reason I've been going out is to secure the bag anyway, man. Like, of course, so. while we were on <laughs> the lockdown, honestly, it was just out to just make money and then come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but now that lockdown's been eased, I'm not really, like, for instance, I'm not going to be hitting up pubs this weekend. I don't trust it yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Gonna lie. That's a bit of a bit of a funny one like i'm not really sure why how you'd feel comfortable going there anyway yeah this is the thing it's like i you how i just i don't know how they're going to police it honestly i don't know how is it going to be a bouncer at every pub making sure that pubs are like at half capacity and then people on on the, the pub floors going you're standing too close what no, are you they, they can't even police the dodgy corner shop next door the cut that is selling <laughs> So, like, how are they going to police a pub? Like, thing. I'd, I'd rather just hit up a park with, like, one brethren and yeah. sit at either end of a park bench. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. And that's what I've been doing still. Like, that's literally been my social life for the last couple of months. If I've seen anyone, we've, it's been like a spy movie. You know the ones when they sit on, the either, on either end of a park bench and pretend they're not talking to each yeah. other? Yeah, <laughs> that's what. That's literally two, what we've two been Two taps doing. of the finger means you're right. <laughs> exactly. One of us always leaves a briefcase behind for some reason, for the other ones to pick back. Got nothing in it. But yeah, like obviously you haven't been riding much lately. But what does a bike mean to you in London when you when you are riding it? Oh man, it's this. I, I said to my brethren the other day because my, my, a lot of um a lot of my friends have picked up cycling um, out of necessity. Um, and I was chatting to my, my, my mate the other day about cycling and it's just that sense, it's that sense and you, you kind of take it for granted, I reckon. You, you man, will, will definitely take it for granted. Like, yeah, for sure, yeah. Every day. It's that sense of equilibrium, isn't it? Yeah, Your yeah. It, it, yeah. Sound, it's free, it, you can do whatever you want. And, yeah, exactly. And that, you know, it's, it's such a weird thing that, like, one day someone was brave enough to be like, do you know what? I reckon we can use that as transport. We can like get on these two thin as fuck hoops <laughs> and balance all the way to point B. Yeah. You know, and obviously it didn't start like that and, and the, the technology was kind of refined and, and, and brought us up to the point of cycling that we're at now, but it's still the same concept, isn't it? Yeah, for it's sure. It's still the fact that there's that there's that kind of bravery that where you just think that that'll work and, and just just discovering that that equilibrium that's brought about by you know that movement yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing it's an amazing concept it's just it's, it's just a on top of the fact that it's really fun like good exercise you, you feel like you've done something when you've cycled like you feel accomplished you know even if you're just going to to the supermarket yeah, definitely. You feel like you've achieved that that journey, you know, rather yeah. than you've just got there. You know. Exactly, exactly. Well, There's also the sense, sense of, accomplishment. Yeah, and the sense of freedom as well. That absolutely is, is absolutely that's number one. Yeah. I was, he wasn't listening. I said that already, mate. He's probably eating your crisps. 
Yeah, I, I, I just I muted you out, oh, yeah. so I didn't have to listen to you. Bullshit. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, the, it's also about this sense of freedom that you feel when you're riding your bike. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> also the freedom. Yeah, there is this thing. What have you guys heard of freedom? Yeah, <laughs> George, my George Michael. <laughs> he invented freedom. <laughs> hey, um, so let's let's. Turn the space with cycling and move to a different kind of pathway. With uh, so of course that you've uh, an avid Arsenal fan, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, since so yeah, just tell us a little bit about how how you grew up, like being a football fan, and how you, you think know since then the whole community or the scene has changed around it. I think it was just the normal, the normal thing in it. You know, uh, growing up, I grew up in the nineties. In it, I'm an eighties baby, but you know, I was a kid and, and like experiencing football for the first time in the 90s. And, yeah. and I remember it was a good era. It was a good era back then. Oh, it was a bloody good era. I, yeah. My favourite era of football shirts as well. Like I'm quite an avid collector of um, 90s Arsenal shirts or just 90s All football right. shirts in general. Yeah. So it was just, cool. yeah, that kind of the, the, the fusion of fashion and football. It was it belongs to that era. Um, yeah. Shirts haven't been sure. the same since, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it was through, it was, uh, I think the, the first game that I was proper passionate about was, uh, it was seeing Arsenal getting, uh, taken out of the European Cup Winners' Cup by that Naeem strike from the halfway line. And, and, and like, I think maybe crying along with David Seaman, uh, after that, um, yeah, not, like, I think not every... personally, like I wasn't there. <laughs> On, on, Every passionate on, on, football fan in their lives uh, should have said at least some tears at some point. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If you want to call yourself a big football fan, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think you have to have cried at a score yeah. to call yourself a passionate but football I, fan. But I got to agree with you 100% about like how the eras of football have changed because uh, I used to play a lot of football when I, football when I was a kid. Um, mm. Obviously back in Greece, my country. So I was mm. born in the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember, like, as I was growing up, uh, that obviously the sort of the good era was kind of fading out at that point in the beginning yeah. of the two thousands, and a little bit later than that. Um, and I, you know, I was I was kind of getting taught about the history of football, talking about the eighties and the nineties. You know, the big guys. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I completely understand what you're talking about. It's 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 exactly like that. And you were yeah. lucky actually to be a kid on that era, actually. Yeah, definitely to, my favourite. We're living in uncertain times now, and um, how how important do you think is it that people support one another now and look to to rebuild communities? I oh, that's a that's such a complicated like. The thing is, thing about the money and everything else. Hello, hello. Oh, sorry, I thought I should get you it. Just, it's, good, it's a good thing to have brought up, yeah. I think we left the little umbrella in the car. I think it's a big one. <laughs> George. What? George, George, your mum. Your mum. I think it's. I think that, compl- that question's too complicated to answer, especially at this time, because there is the kind of. There is obviously a need for for people to to stand together, 
but then there's also this need for people to kind of stay the fuck away from each other as well. So yeah. it's a bit of a mad one, but obviously we're living in the internet age. So most of, a lot of the activism is being done online anyway. But what does that mean for life in the real world? Equally, more life is being spent online now anyway, because... I don't even I, honestly it's it's mad there is just so many on one hand but on the other hands yeah when when you try to answer I think I think naturally yes of course we do need to be uh united in in just you know causes of like basic human rights and shit like that you know um yeah but but yeah, that that's it. We 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 do need to 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 stand together and be united uh when it comes to to certain causes. But yeah, like I said, physically it's just such a strange time for humans. Yeah, I mean it, especially when no one really know there's so much confusion. Yeah, uh, which is essentially what the problem is. Yeah. Um but I I guess yeah, I guess as you say, it's sort of it's too difficult to answer now um, mm. with where we're kind of at. But I guess, I guess, like um, my next question is, if you think that the music and the arts can can help to kind of bring communities together, I think I guess that's uh, that would be a, a good sort of step. Um, yeah, I think, I think you know, so. But even with that, it's like. You know, there have been, through, throughout history, there have been these kind of monumental um, concerts and, um, and just music has been inextricably linked to movements and to the fight for justice and, and whatnot. And music has brought people together. But then again, at, again, at a time like this, you can't ignore the fact that we are still about to hit season two of coronavirus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And while everyone is trying, or you know, any, any, anyone on the left <laughs> is 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 sort of trying to bring about um, sort of a social change and justice and fairness and equality. This 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 pandemic is it's kind of throwing the spanner in the works because even with something as uh, unifying as music, you know, there aren't going to be any festivals this year, for instance. Um, gigs are like, even, even people uh, planning gigs are being kind of looked at as like Vanilla Ice is a terrorist right now. Cause he's about to do a gig for like two and a half thousand people in Texas just after they've reported one of the biggest uh, sort of um, daily death rates since this pandemic began, you know? Even yeah. the concept of bringing people together for music is being... Um, is enough to get you cancelled. Yeah, and I'll get, this is where the confusion is, is because you've got, obviously in America, you've got Trump... Um, you know, turning up to these rallies and 
you know, being thousands of people without masks and, and all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's just very conflicting, isn't it? So you, yeah, you don't, absolutely. You know, you we are in a state of mass confusion, like you said. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's, it's just, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a, a, a strange time for, for, for even activism. Even activism is like looked at with a caveat. It's like, if you yeah. come into the march, be passionate, blah, 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 but keep away from your, from your fellow human beings and wear a mask. And it's all just such a juxtaposition. It's all such an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I guess my question, my next question kind of, um, well, it's a completely different question, but it's kind of tied all into what we're saying. But as far as sort of positive role models for you, do you know, when you were, when you were growing up, it, it could have been very easy for you to, I'm sure, have gone down the wrong path. Um, mm. And like you were saying earlier that your sister was someone that you, you've looked up to and, and yeah, um, she I guess she was, mother, yeah, exactly. So it's like my question is, is how, how important is a positive role model for, for youths today? Keep them on the straight now. A vital, um, just like it's always been, I think. Um, but, you know, things just, aren't the, things just aren't the same as when I was growing up, you know. Things, things really just aren't the same. So I can't even, I can't even, like, fathom or hazard a guess as to what it's like for, for, a, for a kid, say, between 15 and 18, 14 and 18 growing up compared to what it was like for me, you know? Um, but, so I don't, I don't know, I don't even know what, what kind of traits a positive role model right now has to even possess in order for kids to look up to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Times have changed that much. I wouldn't even pretend to know. You know, a lot of people think that they understand kids, basically. Yeah, no, I do. I do understand. Um, but like you say, it's it's kind of, it's, it's as though all of our values, like from, you know, we, we're from a, a similar period of growing up and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like everything's just being flipped and the values that were important when we were growing up, uh, kind of, it's just, it's very different now. And obviously you've got the internet and social media and there's a huge amount of pressures on these kids now, yeah. um, you know, to, to fit in or, or to, to, Alexa, you know, nice. yeah, exactly. Um, but then they also, they also know that, that their, their knowledge, I would, I would, I dare say kids nowadays, are more intelligent than the average kid when I was growing up. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, there's more information that's accessible well, now. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, I could I could know anything if I wanted to in the next five seconds. Just by there you go. It. There you go. We didn't have that luxury. Yeah. Yeah. You need even if you had the internet, you'd need a good twenty seconds just to just to get a photo downloaded. Yeah. Turn the computer on. <laughs> Make sure no one was on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my internet's so shit anyway, so. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you might as well have dial-up. Exactly. <laughs> don't, worry. don't worry. I'm still in the pubs one next door. Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Luckily, they haven't turned off, off for the pandemic, so I've rinsed them. <laughs> that Netflix late at night. Nice. Well, when, when should they see the bill? <laughs> 50 gigabytes used. Bear up, um, yeah, yeah, so so Justin, let's talk a little bit about um, your music then. Um, yeah. uh, I know that you recently released the Night Elm on Mare Street. Um, yeah. One, number one, number two. Uh, I gotta give it to you. It's quite an imaginative title, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, now, now I get it how Mod was saying that you like to play with words and stuff. Yeah. Um, so how, tell me a little bit, how did this album come about? Did you like put it all together yourself and then release it or you work with other people? How do you do it? Yeah, well, I, I only write words, man. Um, I leave making music uh, to, 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 the, you know, to musicians, to, to, uh, to producers and composers and whatnot. So I got together a few of my friends who make music who have an interest in 80s sounds, you know, 80s cinema, just 80s kind of pop culture. Yeah. Um, because you, as, as you can tell by listening to the album, it's very much focused uh, on that. Sort of anyone who was involved had had a common interest, and um, the, the even even the title is obviously a play on the title, "The Nightmare on Elm Street," um, which is a film, a horror film from nineteen eighty four, which is when I the same year we, we, we were both born in the same year. Um, but I lived on Mare Street for most of the time, um, like that I spent creating this album. So obviously the title had to kind of reflect that um but also kind of reflect the the musical um concept of the album as well um i'd say there's like maybe five or six no six different producers across part one and part two so it was very much apart from most of the beats were actually done by like just three guys who are you know who couple of them are like my really close friends uh and it was just it was just a case of getting together vibing knowing that we had this kind of um mutual sort of love yeah and the chemistry i think is quite exactly. important to have exactly. chemistry with people you collaborate you know exactly i can't work with people musically that that i don't have a rapport with you're exactly right i've never done a professional track if you get what i'm saying it's always just being yeah. just social, if you like, you know, the, the, the professionalism only really comes in because you've got to get the shit registered and all fuckery, all that bureaucracy, yeah. bureaucracy. But like, other than that, it's, it's music is purely for the love of doing it with people that you love. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that definitely reflects on something that you make, you know, something that you create. If yeah. It, if it is a combination of these elements that you mentioned i think it's going to be reflected on the outcome and i think that the people will will kind of get this back you know when they're going to yeah. listen to the song or the album so that's i think it's very important when you're doing something creative you know when you're not you're not like playing with numbers or math you're doing something creative and yeah. i think like it's a form of art and i think in art would should be the same yeah. So it should this sort of originality that you mentioned and the vibe that you say it should be 
should be reflected on any form or piece of art, you know, and then music, I think, is one of it as well. Mm. I consider it art, so it yeah. shouldn't be like that. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I consider music to be one of the few things that, like, for me, kind of straddles both art and mathematics, if you get what I'm saying. it's For me, it's as natural as mathematics, you know, like, you know, the the ascension of, like, a scale. Yeah, yeah, there's a theory. There's a theory of the music, yeah. Exactly, knowing that, you know, only certain notes go with other notes, otherwise you've got discord and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like there's a science or a mathematics, you know, applied to learning music, but then you're absolutely right. Most of it is art. It's this, this, it's, it's like I said before, it's part of you. I, I genuinely think everyone ha- has some connection to music, even if it's just through the rhythm of breathing or your bloody heart, you know? Yeah, that's, that's so true. Actually. That's so true. Um, do you have any plans of releasing um, anything new soon? Or- do you know what? I think this is going to be, so the Night Elm on Main Street Part 2, um, that's going to be my last musical release for a while, just while I concentrate on some, uh, on like another project that's like non-musical. Okay. Um, still artistic though? Definitely still artistic. If I may yeah. ask. And like there is music involved, I guess, but it's not, you know, I'm not putting out m- music itself. You okay. Know? Yeah. Um, but uh, but I've still got like a few videos dropping, uh, in um, I've got a new video dropping a couple of days, um, and then I think two more after that. One which we're yet to shoot, but the the concept's really interesting. Like that's another thing that I, I think the the age of uh, the age of the the kind of awe inspiring music video seems to have gone as well. Yeah, yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. Uh, I, think that. I think that's that's another thing that the nineties. I I love the nineties. You know, the early noughties. The music video was was as as important as the song. Yeah. I think every everything has just kind of become formulaic. Yeah, it's just, exactly. it's just become you know whether it be the music, the sounds, or the videos. It's yeah. just very kind yeah, of one right. dimensional. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a very distinct conveyor belt that like yeah. things certain things are coming off and you can just you can all, it's like clockwork more time you can predict yeah. that you could you just know what's going to happen. You yeah. got your whip, you got your girl, and you got your Gucci. So there you go. You got your cutaway shots. You've got your, your shots. <laughs> a couple of drone shots. Follow the snare. All oh, can't forget a drone. on a tropical island. Yeah, but you're actually just there. Uh, in uh, Devon. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to Devon. No, De- Devon's brilliant. Yeah, actually, it, it is. I think you're not being fair now, George. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite alright. I mean, from yeah, that one is actually brilliant. I smoked a zoot with a with a singer songwriter called uh, Benjamin Francis Leftwich. We're we're very dear friends, and we smoked our first joint on a cliff in Devon. Nice. Yeah, and he's 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 sick. He's an artist. You should definitely if you're if you're looking for something calming, like post race. He's yeah. post race music. Okay. You, you right. need to put us out a little playlist. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Yeah, that yeah, would, that that'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be definitely. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, so, Justin, how do you see the current situation, obviously, with the whole lockdown things and the pandemic? How do you th- see all this uh, situation affecting music? And uh, like the musical industry in general, do you think it will be massively affected in the future? As, for example, like with live gigs, we know that mm-hmm. very few are happening during this year. The yeah. big festivals are almost all gone. And, mm. you know, how, what's your point of view on this matter? I think is right now we we know that the worst effect on the arts, uh, theaters, even even past music like theaters uh, have have ceased to uh, um, like do business and 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 stage um, plays and whatnot. Um, you've got you, there's there's been a massive shift in it. People are doing yeah. gigs in like what are they driving gigs now? Yeah, yeah. pretty um, crazy, isn't it? It is yeah. crazy. It is crazy. I I genuinely don't know how it's gonna whether we'll ever go back to what we know now as normal. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we'll definitely take some time for that, or yeah. we'll have to some to to sort of adapt to a kind of different normality but i want to believe that fields like music and live gigs or like for example races like uh, cycling races and stuff i want to believe that they will go uh, as close to as the previous normality as possible because yeah uh, yeah you can't i mean an online festival is just bullshit man and watching an online uh racing i mean cycling racing is just it just yeah. don't feel the vibe you, you not i mean this, this sort of thing is like the people is the vibe is the energy that you're gonna get and i think it's also for from the side of the either the athlete or for example uh someone who would hold a live gig like a band or a singer also i mean their their job loses so much of interest as well right I mean, yeah Michael, did you not fancy doing a Fortnite gig on uh, like Travis Scott did? <laughs> oh, was is that... that what he did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, such a Travis Scott thing. You, to you do, could have though. done a, a Zwift one, like on the turbo. Yeah, we could have. Done... <laughs> yeah, man, what a joke. Yeah, there's no substitute for what well, I always I always used to say. There's no substitute for a live gig. Being there is. 100% of the experience where where people could like illegally download tunes where people could rip movies people could enjoy like most aspects of the arts without having to give without having to sort of commit 100% with being there with being there that is you committed 100% and now i just think that people as fast trying to find alternatives to uh to be in there but then on the other side but 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 at the other end of the spectrum people are trying to maintain the experience of being there but in a different way so obviously you know people like dizzy rascal doing these driving gigs seems to be the 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 kind of the industry's solution to keeping people there, you know. Whereas yeah. I reckon the tech world are try are gonna try and figure out a way 
to not have people there when they don't need to be. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's all conjecture, isn't it? It's all just trying to predict shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people in all industries, whether in all creative industries, I have to get very um to you know but but again like you say with without sort of clear and defined rules and regulations but you know it's it's it is conjecture at the end of yeah it. absolutely um, so yeah anyway um so i know um you collect like nike trainers crepes sneakers whatever you want to call them mm. uh, i'm also a sneakerhead um i've got quite a lot quite a big collection um yeah What's your favourite ever pair? Um, at the, do you know what? I'm going to go with what I've always gone with when I've been asked this question. And I reckon it's still the Air Max 90, specifically okay. the, uh, yeah. the OG infrared, infrared colour. Yeah. No, fair, fair play. That's, like, that would have been pretty special when they first came out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And what about uh, of this year? Oh well, um, damn! Have I even been paying attention? Exactly. The, the, the caged, the the caged Spiridon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that was that's, that was a good shoe. That was. A, I wanted the Stussy. Uh, yeah, the Stussy ones are super nice. Like the the, the Posse one. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't. I didn't get my hands on a pair of them. But I did get my hands on just a pair of the uh, the silver Nike ones. Just just yeah, Nike. Yeah. Um, they're proper nice. Yeah, they're, that's a beautiful shoe. Oh, I got the I, I got the the um the neon green. You know, Air Jordan Four. They yeah. they had the oh uh, the the ninety five ninety five color. Yeah, yeah. They, they were nice. The the sole yeah. had like suede on them. The outer. Yes, the it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. I thought I thought the quality was good on them. Oh, it was very good. And the uh, I recently got the the Air Jordan Three Animal Two Point Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they look they look pretty clean. They are. They're comfortable as well, you know. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. I've never really been a fan of the way an Air Jordan 3 feels. It's not the most comfortable shoe for me personally. I've got these... uh, black cements and Same. white cements. Like, yeah. You can't go wrong with them. Like... No, like, aesthetically, it's a beautiful shoe, but I can't wear them for too long. I'm not going to lie yeah, to you, yeah. especially if I'm, doing, but if, I'm, if I'm walking around. Do you ever mm. ride in a, like, ride your bike in... No, I was. It was always um, Janoski's or Converse, uh, just because of the straps. Just yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So the the thinner the upper shoe, the better. And so, like, because you run as well, Mm -hmm. uh, what what do you use for running? At the moment, um, I'm running in the Nike Air Pegasus Shield. Like, okay, I think yeah, it's like Pegasus 36 shield or something yeah, like that. Because I, I run in the uh, Zoom flies and mate, they're fast. Like, yeah, like, I was gonna say that's I've got a pair of the I got, I got the, the, the pink ones, yeah, yeah. Um, that you talking about the vapor, the 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 oh, uh, not the next vapor. percent or the vapor flow, yeah. I'm talking about the next, are you talking about the next percent? Yeah, I wasn't talking about next percent, but yeah, I've tried right. them. They're so good. I've never run in them, you know. I've yeah. got I've got the pink ones, but for, again, they're just uh, stored away. They're not at my girlfriend, so I don't have access to them. 
Um, okay. so, I've, so I ordered a pair of um, the yeah the Pegasus shields, and they're nice. They're good. They're they're, they're comfy. You know, I had I had um, a couple of years ago. I think it was two thousand and it was either seventeen or eighteen mm-hmm. uh, for the London Marathon. They yeah. came out with some special edition fly print shoe, and it right. was like a three D printed upper on a yeah. on a. I think at the time it was a. Uh, the one before next percent is four percent. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I'm like that was the maddest shoe ever. I tried yeah, them yeah. on, but yeah, the, the retail on them were like was like five hundred pounds, I think. Jesus. Like, yeah, it's like you might as well buy a car if you're trying. To exactly. Get yeah. Exactly. Is there anything else coming out this year that you'd uh, you want to pick up, or you not been paying attention? Um, I'm trying the, to think. The year of the dunks. Oh, mate, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a parent's attic and you open up all the boxes of like my old, like, because I'm size 11 now, but I've got, yeah. I've, my collection goes back to like when I was like nine and a half and 10. Yeah. So I've got some absolute fucking gems from <laughs> 10 and like nine and a half, 10 and a half, right? And my dunk collection was fire, bro. Like, a lot of people, I'm not going to lie, I'm not one of those people who kind of bemoans, oh, everyone likes dunks now, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know? Um, yeah. But I've noticed that the dunk is a lot more popular than it used to be when I was collecting dunks, if you get oh, what I'm saying. It's like, it's a fashion show now. It's a, it's a lot of influence from, uh, yeah, music. Yeah, 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 my man. Um, so... I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Like sneaker culture has shifted. It's 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 moved where it's kind of like standing. I don't know. There was streetwear was streetwear when I when when I first started collecting sneakers, innit? Yeah. There, there wasn't really the sneakers and high fashion was yeah, only. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy, and that's only happened in the last few years. Right. Like, Sneakers and high fashion, like exactly, especially collaborations. Don't Do get me see, wrong, the Dior's, the um, the Air Dior's, the Air Jordan One Dior's. That's yeah. a, that, that's a perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. Um, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. You seen how much they're going for resale? No, how much? Like fifteen grand. Right? <laughs> like, are you Maybe. are you having a laugh? Like one time I was in New York, right? Uh, and yeah. I went to Flight Club, and I was already spending more money than I should have been, right? But this was only in the hundreds, you get me? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I bowl into to, to, me and my brethren, we bowl into uh, Flight Club in New York, and I bought the Air Jordan 4, um, the Thunders, uh-huh. you know, the black upper with the yellow midsole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I caught them. They must have been. Fuck, like four hundred dollars or something, and I yeah. think you're wrong. Balling, like yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fully balling buying these shoes. You get me? I bought another <laughs> pair of the 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 three lab fives, right? So it's a Air Jordan five, mm-hmm. but it's got the the crack cement all over, and it's like a weird kind of upper. It's mad. It's got like elements of the three. Yeah. And it, yeah so. I, I bought them as well. I must have basically spent around $1,500 in total, yeah? Yeah. Thinking I was a champ, bruv. Like, <laughs> you, you smashed it today. Yeah. So, I, I, just as I'm, I think I'm waiting for one of the pairs of shoes, and this Ute walks in, this 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 little American kid. Little Donny. 
This little Donny, yeah, yeah. He's walked in with his mum. <laughs> Man's walked in with his fucking mum. With his with his gold Amex. Like, bruv, <laughs> he was already wearing. He was already wearing the tan Yeezys. You know the the the, the yeah, first shape of yeah. Yeezy when Yeezy was Nike, right? He was wearing yeah. the tan ones, right? And they were grails to me already. <laughs> yeah. Miss yeah. you was like ten, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah, walked yeah. in with these with these crepes on, and um, and uh, his his mum. They probably live in like the Hampton or something. He's dragged his mum down to like you know, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah. to flight club. And you're absolutely right. She, they've gone. You know, in flight club, they've got like the crepes on the on the wall. Yeah, man. You know, wall. just to, just to interrupt. Yeah, me, yeah. Uh, James, another team member, and Matt were at flight club when we went to uh, uh, Red Hook Crit. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was wearing my off white Vapor Max. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people like, "Whoa, nice shoes." Well, I mean, they don't speak like that because they're American. <laughs> yeah. And Matt, Matt, Matt couldn't believe the price of the shoes I was wearing. Yeah, it's it's like shoe values are ridiculous nowadays. Like they're like people are paying for shoes what people were paying for cars when I was a teen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If someone dropped like a couple grand on like a Citroen Saxo, you were like, yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> But even retail prices, of, retail prices of like Jordan ones, Jordan threes, Jordan fours, more than Citroen Saxos. Yeah, like you know, modern ones are like 135 pounds or like 160 pounds for like special ones now, so it's like, yeah, so that's a joke, really. Yeah, even in even in my lifetime, like it's gone up, yeah, but yeah, what was, what was gonna say, so this, this, uh, you so you obviously you've got this, this done. With the, the cling film on, on the shoes on the walls, but then you know, you've got the glass case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones, yeah. Bam! My man didn't even look at any of the shoes with cling film on. He those are those are peasants, those ones. Yeah, they're for plebs fully. Yeah. He walked straight to the glass case, and his yeah. mum copped him the Yeezy Red Octobers. They were Obviously. like twelve grand. Of Jeez. course, got to get another spare pair as well to keep fresh. For oh, it was mental. It was. I mean, he's actually got to get all sizes because he doesn't know how feet, how big his feet are going to grow. Yeah, that's the thing. He's still growing, little shit. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> such a selfish thing to do, knowing that your feet are still great and your mum's buying you twelve thousand dollar trainers. No, that keeps trash. Yeah, yeah the, the mind boggles. Honestly, yeah. yeah, that 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 store, man. Like that was my first experience of of the trainer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I had no craze. idea. We got him. Yeah. Uh, we got him a couple of wins. No. From, uh, yeah, he made some money. There nice. you go. It's a baptism of fire, isn't it? Seeing, like, if someone says to you, okay, I'm going to show you sneaker culture, and <laughs> this is what you have to spend in order to call yourself yeah, yeah. a sneakerhead. It's, so, it's, 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 it's a fuck. To be accepted, you've accepted, you got to yeah. pay 20, spend 20 grand. It's a <laughs> rabbit hole, man. It's a it rabbit is. hole, honestly. That's what it is. But, but, it's, but you know what? Like, when you take it for more the... Um, the, the kind of innovation that went into making the shoes that are popular enough to kind of collaborate, to, uh, that are popular enough now for, for um, high fashion to come knocking. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? When you, when you really break it down to the necessity, because I'm, I'm just a massive Nike fan in general. I know, I know yeah. you know, I'm a, I'm a big sneakerhead, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Nike fan. I've done, 
like my Nike pilgrimage. I took myself to Portland, Oregon a couple nice. of years ago uh, for like a few days. Um, my mate works for Nike. So he took me, uh, he gave me a little tour of um, World Campus. Um, I read Shoe Dog from like, I bought Shoe Dog in, in which is the story of, um, uh, of, of the, the Nike uh, CEO, Phil Knight. Yeah. Um, and th that book isn't just a great book about the birth of Nike. It's not just a great autobiography. It's just a great fucking book. Yeah. You know I mean? So it kind of yeah. solidified like my love of, of, of Nike as a, a brand and why they started and, and their, their kind of mentality since it, it's, it's, just, it's literally my favorite brand in the world from the logo to, 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 the, to everything. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely an amazing brand. Um, yeah, so I recommend yeah, Shoe Dog. I, I've got it. Oh I've yeah, read, I've read a bit of it. I haven't read the whole thing. So it, it is a really good book. Mm. Um, yeah. So to break away from Nike and uh, shoes, um, like, what are your plans for the rest of the year? You said you've got like a little project. Uh, yeah and that's 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 basically my plan my plan is to concentrate on this project once i finished um putting out these the the, the remaining three videos yeah um from the yeah, night I them coming, man. They're, they're really good yeah nice one brother um yeah after that then it's ju there's just going to be a pause for a while while i concentrate on this other thing okay sweet that makes sense uh yeah i think that is that's everything really uh we got like a little q a thing so it's like a quick fire uh, uh -huh. question and answer yeah. so what was your first bike <laughs> my first bike um was a was a 10 speed townsend that i got for christmas when nice. i was uh i must have been i must have been 11. what what color must was have it been 11. it was like maroon nice same as yeah. i that's huh? same as our new kit. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah I remember it was a it was like a wine red. I yeah, loved yeah. that bike, man. I See, fucking loved that you called, bike. You called the kit design before we designed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would be one piece of advice you'd give yourself uh, if you could go back and tell yourself as a kid? Oh, how old am I as a kid? Ten. Ten. What that's yeah. on my ten-year-old self. Don't bother going to the London Oratory. You're going to get expelled in a year anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of time. Bro. No, that's, that's good, man. That's good advice. <laughs> spend that year, spend that year, like, Chilling. I don't know, practicing wheelies or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart, apart from your sister, um, who's someone that you look up to? Um, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. There you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair play. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we're at a stage where people are getting cancelled left, right, and centre, man. Yeah, yeah. Looking up to anyone anymore, man. You can't say anything. <laughs> this is it. Um, would you ever do a crit race? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I'm fit enough to be honest with you. I leave that to. We I can't. Leave that. We're going to sign you up. We're going to nah, you... exactly. <laughs> what? What about one hot lap of a go kart track? 
Oh yeah, I do that for a bit. Right. Well, you 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 done. You you got no we'll choice. Be, we'll in. be in contact. We'll be in touch with you. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this was just an elaborate way to get me to do this. Yeah, exactly. This whole exactly. podcast is a sham. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's not even going to come out. Oh dear. Um, and finally, uh, what has lockdown made you made you realize that I love Scrabble, bruv? <laughs> what's, what's your high score? High score is four nine five, and that's uh, not yeah. amazing. Um, it's not amazing, but that's I only really good. started playing Scrabble this year. During... Um, yeah, man. I do love it. No um, man, thank thank you very much for chatting to us. That is uh, that's everything, man. And uh, oh. sorry, sorry for the the shit internet. No, no worries, brother. Added to the experience. Finesse in the um, pub. <laughs> And uh, sorry to all the sirens outside. Heads down, it's the feds. <laughs> Again, it spiced it up a bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gave it a little bit of a vibe. Mm. But yeah, yeah so- no, it's, been, it's been great. Yeah, it's been great to have you on, mate. And uh, Mate, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to speak to us. Not yeah, thanks, Dustin. All right. We'll go, really for, we'll go for a ride, man, as soon as we can. But definitely, definitely. It will take you um, for a coffee. Yeah, man. I'm definitely going to get, at very least, my... Um, I'm, I might leave my fixie there and just get my road bike. Or it's like a kind of... Um, it's one of those cross-trail bike things. Cross-bike? Gravel bike. Gravel yeah, bike. gravel bike. Yeah. Oh, you're with the trends. <laughs> no, I got, it, I got it for free. Charge Bike gave me all Jeez. the bikes that I have for free. Is it because right? you... Called them out in your, your exactly uh, yeah. I mentioned them in a tune, and then they gave me all, the rest of my bikes for free. Mad. <laughs> so basically, yeah, I just have to keep tagging them and yeah. uh, mentioning them in comments. <laughs> mate, I, I, yeah. invented, mate, I invented. I invented being an influencer. <laughs> Before Instagram, I was just putting shit in my tunes, bro. That's and then they yeah. give me free shit. Yeah, no, that's that sounds sick. <laughs> Should have mentioned a house, a, like a, a house building company. Yeah, it? it's, a, yeah, it's a shame we didn't say a Lamborghini, a helicopter, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Boeing. Are you guys watching the football? Uh, um, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest. No, I, I can't. Well, actually, no, I, I have been. I've been watching it with um with the the crowd turned off. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So you could, so you don't, you just hear silence. And I've, yeah. I've been. It's, it's just like watching uh, them try on a training ground. It's, it's yes, really weird. That's exactly what that's exactly what I was saying to my pal. It makes it a lot more interesting. It's, it seems a bit more honest, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it kind of because I was speaking with Mahos recently. Actually, we were talking about football. Um, we were talking about the '90s because I've been watching a bit of Euro '96. Right, um, and I watched that the Holland England game, but oh, just, that was like the just finals, it, it? yeah, no, that's right. That, that's yeah, the they won three 0 or something. Yeah, like that. but just the the movement and and the just the characters that were playing yeah. in in that period was amazing, yeah. and, and it's kind of just become like not taking anything away from the skill and and the fitness of these guys today, because I mean they're mm. robot, but it yeah. has literally become robotic. The, yeah, you know no, the whole you know the movement, mate. Do you, you know what? Like you're you you're you you you've touched on exactly what I touched on with my brethren. One time we were we were talking about football, and I was going, 
don't you think that most footballers have the same body type now? <laughs> yeah, they all look the same. They, yeah. Their bodies, if you took their heads off, yeah, they would all look ex- like you couldn't tell whose You're body right. was whose. T- tattoos and stuff like there's such a strict dietary and physical regime that everybody you're absolutely right they're like robots yeah they are kind of bred now whereas back in the day you'd see maradona having a cigarette or you'd see roberto carlos having a cigarette so you knew he was a fucking baller because he was having a fag like in the showers before a game and then go in and just like Winning World Cups and well, shit. Well, I mean, Mar- Maradona was having things a little bit stronger than um, yeah, just cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how good he would have been if he wasn't bang on it all the time. This it's is actually, true. It's quite scary. But I, I tell you, I, I put my finger on it. I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay. It's the football. These kids now are, are basically being signed by clubs at the age of five. Yeah. And He's they're going, yeah, and, and then they're going into the system. Bread. Yeah, they're going into the system and then they're just being brought up and, and yeah. You know, um, but it's it's it's. I used to play a lot of cricket. It's the same with cricket. Yeah, you know, right. It, it's a, it's the same with a lot of sports. Which I which I guess at the end of the day is evolution. It's just same with fa- yeah, faster, quicker. Business. Stronger. It's business as well. That's right. Money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The whole point of farming is for business. The whole point of farming these footballers is just business. Yeah, money. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right, mate. Well, um, been great yeah. to chat and uh, look, look yeah. forward to catching up with you. Yeah, yeah for, for, real. Real. for real. Definitely. I'll speak to you all soon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.